Hey everyone, welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood Podcast is all about investing in every girl from every generation to live intentionally, lead confidently, and love generously. And hopefully, it will leave you saying, that was so good. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood podcast. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and I just want to thank you for joining in today. And I'm really excited because today we have a really special episode. I've got Carissa Robinson in the house, right? So, Carissa. Hey. Hey. Can you believe (laughs) that it is almost Christmas? I I can. And actually, I have been in the spirit for a minute because I've had my Christmas tree up since November 1st. Which is truly amazing. We were in a meeting, (laughs) and I thought, because I got mine up the week of Thanksgiving, that I was really on top of things until I realized that there's a whole new generation (laughs) that is letting me know that I am behind the eight ball. That's right. We've got a lot. We've got a lot between... Here and there, I'm going to be traveling to Honduras next week to bring Christmas down to our Children's Impact Network family down there. And Krista, you're going to be hosting a foster care and adoptive parent party this this week and kids, right? Yeah. So it's going to be pretty exciting. So lots to do between yeah. now and Christmas. But we also have, if you're still shopping for Christmas, we've got some sisterhood merch that just dropped. Okay. Some of our girls are already repping it. So if you need a last minute gift... We'll link our new Sisterhood merch in the show notes. It's pretty sweet. It is really nice. So, hey, make sure that you guys follow us on social media for updates on even the Foster Initiative and also our trip to Honduras and all of our amazing merch. But And then Christmas and then 2024 is around the corner. Crazy. I know. I know. But before we jump into a new year, I thought it'd be fun to look back at maybe our, our favorite moments of 2023 and and pull out the superlatives, right? Like the most likely to make you cry, the tearjerker moment, right? Right. Some of the most hilarious moments and also some surprise moments, maybe some never before heard on the podcast moments. So you are not going to want to miss one minute. So if you hear a clip that you haven't heard before or that you want to hear more of, we're going to link all of the podcast episodes in the show notes so you can go back and take a listen. And we're excited to be able to start the countdown. So Krista, are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. This first clip, it's actually one of the funniest moments of 2023, (laughs) but not just funny. I know this was a a teachable moment for you. Definitely, definitely. I mean, do you remember we got some of the Next Gen girls together and they took over the podcast. We had Adeline Duvall, Maya Rollins, and Samaya Gibson, and they taught you some trendy slang, some really, you know, like— I learned a lot that day. You learned a a lot of the youth lingo, right? Yes, The pop culture (laughs) phrases. Is that how you would say it? <laughs> That's probably how I would say it. How would you say it, Carissa? Trendy slang. And what would word of the day? I just want to make sure I'm saying it right and getting it right. <laughs> well, they taught us a lot. I loved this moment. And I think I personally learned some things too. Okay, so let's go ahead and roll this clip from season six, episode 12. What does this actually mean? So drip, dripping, drop. <laughs> what is happening out there when I'm dripping, drop, dripping? Yeah. So... Drip is like when you like have like a really good outfit on or like maybe you're wearing like expensive clothes like you'll be like oh like you're dripping mm-hmm. or like I think it originated with like diamonds and jewelry and stuff okay. so like people call that ice mm-hmm. so like if you had ice on you were dripping yeah okay. so you would be like I'd be like Mario like 
wow, you're like you're dripping today, like your shoes, your your necklace, like wow, like <laughs> that's like she's it. dripping. So it's today. a good thing. Yeah, yeah. it's a good thing. It's a, a good positive. Thing. positive. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Great positive column. Okay, next one. Sus. <laughs> Sus. It's like it's suspicious. What Suspect. Is it? Sus- yeah. Or suspicious. 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 Like if like I don't know. Like if someone's doing something like. Weird. weird you'd be like mm-hmm. that's, that's sus, sus. Mm-hmm. okay no don't say sussy though that's don't that's be weird. sussy i was don't say sussy that's like i feel like that's like a bad use of the word what just, would you say it just sounds yeah weird. like some people think that's like weird but like sus if you're like yeah that's sus, that's sus. yeah the less syllables the better it seems like yeah so, yeah okay so <laughs> sus Okay, so that's like, that's not in the good comps. If I say someone's sus, it's, you know, not that I would say that. And and you're saying, please don't. don't, don't, don't Yeah. Okay. Yeet. 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 Y-E-E-T. Yeet. I don't even know, like, how to, like, it's more of, like, a action. It's an action Like, if I were to, like, just, like, take my drink and throw it across the (laughs) I'd be like, yeet. So can you use it in a sentence, or does it stand on its own? It stands on its own. Well, yeet. I... I don't know if you can use that. Or, oh, no, you could. You, you could can. be like, I just yeeted that across you the yeeted. room. You yeeted. So you're like, <laughs> there's like an Outer Banks quote. It's like, did you just yeet over that fence? Oh. Yeah. Like, it's just okay. like weird. It's like, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, it's more like, <laughs> like an action word. Like Okay. Yeah. Can someone be yeeting? Or no? No. Is it no. you either yeet or you've yeeted? Yeah. It's not yeeted. So nobody's <laughs> actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Great. I learned a whole lot from that class. <laughs> And I've already heard that we need to have like a, a follow up episode because I think there's some things that even changed since the last time we had a conversation. With yeah, them, like so. those are out, and there's so much more right, to be right. known. So there's so much more. That's a little bit sus to me. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever catch you saying sus to anyone, Pastor Julie, I will be so embarrassed. All I'm saying is, please, please warn me if I just say the wrong word. But I did realize that the less syllables, the better. Right? The less so, syllables, the better. Noted. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And and you can't yeeting. It's not a. It's not a verb. Right. It's just a. Yeet. It's just. A, it's just a. Just a yeet. Just a yeet. And also, I do think there is a, an age limit. To there some is. of these words. So what? what's the number? What is that age limit? I don't know if it's an exact number. Yeah. I'm not sure. But I I would be afraid to put it a number because I don't want to offend anyone, right? Yeah. So that could be sus. But it I just <laughs> – but what I do know is that whatever number I'm at is definitely in the zone of when you can't use these yeah. words anymore. So And yet. And yet I do. Just I try. <laughs> I try, but – Anyway, that was that was an incredible moment. Wow, it was but, a moment. You know, if I if I look back at um and this last season, I think one of my favorite moments, and I think this I might be a little bit biased here, but I would call this my favorite so good moment. Award goes to my husband Todd. Like I said, I'm a little bit biased, but I I've heard the story about a million times before about he how he went from you know planning his life as as a doctor, and I saw how disciplined he was all the way through high school, and then how the Lord just changed that, shifted his focus, shifted his calling when he was called to ministry. And the story actually never gets old because I don't even know where I'd be today if he hadn't answered God's call, if he hadn't said yes to God's plan. I love that episode when we talked about trusting God to write a better story from our lives. And this is from season five, episode 12. So let's take a listen to my favorite, Pastor Todd. I sense God calling me to ministry, there was actually a prophetic word that was spoken over my life by a pastor that I really looked up to and esteemed. And and so that led to me 
wrestling through that prophetic word and that calling with my parents and praying with them and praying with other pastors. And and I, I did. By the time I'd wrestled through that, I realized God's changing the plan. Like he's changing everything right now. And how am I going to respond to that? And to be honest, um, you know, I shared with you right when I got home from that that journey, but it, I had to wrestle with that for a minute. Right. I had to wrestle with, was I willing to let go of everything I've been holding on to right. and preparing for? Was I willing to let go of maybe even some of the dreams that I had for my own life to pick up the dream that God had for me as well? And I could see where I wanted to go. I just couldn't see where God's plan was going to take me. And I think all of us at some point in our walk with God will come to that same crossroads multiple times. It may not be a career change. It may not be a college degree change. It may not be a call into ministry, but it might just be like God's got a plan for how he wants you to invest your time and your energy or your life's focus or your abilities, or he may want to challenge you to turn your world upside down <laughs> so that yeah. you can actually turn somebody else's world right side up. Yeah. He might be calling so you to step into fostering or adopting and you know, expanding your family. Those plans that God has for our life are always out there. They're always different than where, what we could see coming. And so anyway, when I look back on, on my time that you asked about, I'm, I'm so glad that I had people in my life yeah. that could speak into my life. And I realize now that their influence in my life as I was on this journey at this crossroads, helping me to hear and discern what it was that God was saying to me was so important for me. And looking back, I realized I was never cut out to be a doctor. I mean, I guess I could have done it, but I have such a heart Mm. for what we're doing to help people and serve people and help them find the life and the freedom that Jesus has for them that I can't imagine doing anything else than God's orchestrated plan for our life. That is such a powerful moment. I mean, when Pastor Todd said, God is changing my plan, I was just thinking like, I mean, that was a big plan change. Right. That was a big mm-hmm. one. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, being, becoming a doctor, that's like a lot of school, a lot of discipline, a lot of focus, a lot of intentionality. And then to totally just let God reroute your life. Yeah. I mean, I I just... I think that's just so courageous and so cool. I, I love Pastor Todd for so many reasons, but I especially Me too. Love, he's I a love good him. guy. You know, I love him so much. And one of the things I remember as he was wrestling through this was that he was so disciplined in high school, you know, really like made a lot of sacrifices so that he could get the scholarships and get the GPA. He actually did graduate at the top of his class. And, um, and I remember him saying, man, I could have really let off the gas a little bit if I had known that I wasn't going to be a doctor and I was going to go into ministry. And as he was, you know, wrestling with that, he felt like the Lord spoke to him and said, why would you have given any less? Why would you have given any less to the call that I have on your life? Why wouldn't you just give your very best? And so that was like such a convicting moment. And, you know, I just think that speaks to his character too. But Todd, if you're listening, you would have made a really incredible doctor. (laughs) But I am so glad that that you chose this path because I love what we get to do together. So hopefully you're listening right now. Oh, man, I'm so thankful for you and Pastor Todd and just your obedience to God's plan for your life because my life is really the fruit of his obedience and in your obedience to say yes to God's plan. So love you guys. All right, but we do have to turn the corner because the next clip This clip is actually from one of our most popular episodes of all time, okay? Okay. It is our top 
tear jerker moment. So get get the the tissues out. I think <laughs> you could seriously hear a pin drop in the studio when Lisa Harper shared her story of meeting her daughter Missy in the episode called Your North Star: Obedience to God. This is really one of the very first episodes of season six. So let's go ahead and listen to the special moment. I lost two adoptions prior to Missy, one at the 11th hour, four days before I was supposed to bring the baby home. And Julie, I was eviscerated. I remember thinking, I just remember thinking, I'm not sure I can peel my heart back up off the pavement after this. And it was just two weeks after that loss that an old friend I hadn't seen in years called me. And she had heard through the adoption grapevine that I'd lost this adoption at the 11th hour. And she said, I'm so sorry. I know you know that had to gut you. But she said, Lisa, I just got home from Haiti last night while I was in Haiti. I was in a very rural village. They were, they were building a commercial kitchen to feed the kids in this rural village. And she said one of the young moms died of AIDS wow. and left behind a two-year-old who's really, really sick. She has tuberculosis and HIV and cholera and malnourished. And she said while we were at the hospital, the doctor told us because her name was Missy, she didn't have any extending family to take care of her. And the doctor said she would die in two months in the Haitian system. And he said, do you have anybody, really anybody, in a first world country who would be willing to step into her story because she's not in a crash, she's right. not in an orphanage so she might not even be adoptable so it's going to have to be somebody who basically will take a huge right. risk do you know anybody like that my friend michelle said she's sitting there in haiti she's only there for three days all this just happened wow. in this little village and just so happened to be with a friend of mine who knew i'd lost an adoption and she said as she was sitting there the holy spirit just said to her Lisa Harper is supposed to be this this little girl's <laughs> mom. So she said, I don't know if you have the bandwidth to pray about this, but I really feel like the Lord told me. And my friend Michelle is not given to signs and wonders. She's kind of a she's right. kind of a, a non-demonstrative <laughs> lover of Jesus. So for her to hear something wow. like that, she's just not given to that. So it was it was kind of a big deal. And she said, Would you be willing to to pray about this? And I said, No. I said, I've been praying about this for 30 years. Sign me up. And then, Julie, you know me, and you know what a mess I am, just in case any of your listeners think there's anything in me that is admirable. As soon as I got off the phone, I said a word that's not in the Bible. Because I was like, oh, my heavens to Betsy, what have I done? You know, I'm old. I don't know how to do this. The doctors are saying she'll pass away. Wow. But that's the thing about redemption. We don't have to know how God is going to redeem it. Right. We just have to take the next yes. right step. Yes, that's so good. And the next right step led to Haiti. And the first time they put her in my arms, six weeks later, I looked down at this, I mean, precious. She was two years old. She was really sick. She was 18 pounds. And she looked up at me. I'll never forget it the rest of my life. She looked up. She didn't like me mm-hmm. at first because I'm just this big, pale stranger. But she looked up at me, and I looked down at her, and I thought, my whole life has led to this. Now, Missy's not my hope. Jesus is my right. hope. But Missy is tangible grace. Right. Mm-hmm. I looked down at her, and I thought, oh. it was like stick a fork in me. I'm done. Wow. She looked up at me like I would like to stick a fork in you because <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust you, you big, big pale woman. But after, after, I don't know, maybe 30 or 45 seconds of glaring at me, she reached up this tiny little hand and grabbed my pinky finger and said, 
aloe. She talked real gruffly because she had <laughs> tuberculosis. She said, aloe, mama blanc. Hello, white mm. mama. I never get tired of hearing that story. And she has told that story many times in many environments. But there was something so special when she shared it that day. And just the 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 beauty of even when we don't get everything right, even when we might take some detours in our lives, that God is so good to us, that it's never too late to be who you could have been. And Lisa's destiny was to be the mom of Missy. And she didn't miss one divine appointment, even though it came later in life. She didn't miss one thing that God had for her. And I just thought that was so special. Yeah. You know, I think about how she was saying, you know, she had a couple failed adoptions. Mm -hmm. And then with Missy, there was such a big question mark on her life. Like, doctors were saying she was going to die. And we know Missy now. She is like thriving and doing amazing and travels with her Mm -hmm. mom to share the gospel. And, you know, it just makes me think like so many of us, at least for me personally, there's a lot of seasons in my life where it just feels like it's a big question mark. It's like a roller coaster of who knows what's going to happen, especially when it comes to I've shared about my foster care journey and each one of our babies, you just never know what's going to happen. And I always think about this quote that I read, that it's the mercy of God that we don't know the beginning from the end, because all of the hard would be too unbearable, but all of the good would be too unbelievable. Wow. And I just think like she would have never known. She could have never known what her story, her and Missy's story would look like. But she took a step of faith to trust God. And uh, I just think it's so powerful. It's beautiful. I I love Lisa. She actually spoke at our amazing event. And I would actually call her her speaking. It's like you have spiritual whiplash. Like one minute you're like crying. (laughs) The next minute you're laughing. She it's talks just, about Spanx a lot. Do you even know what of, Spanx are? I'm, unfam- so I'm not that familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard, <laughs> but I'm not personally familiar with Spanx. Do you want to share more about no, that? No, I okay. don't. <laughs> it's pretty sus that you would even ask me okay. that. So. Anyways, well, speaking of making you laugh, we cannot just pick one of the top funniest moments because truly there have been so many hilarious moments from this year. But one of my personal <laughs> favorites, I mean, I literally think about this moment frequently, was when Pastor Lisa Duvall was on the podcast talking about church hurt, which in this moment we had, we're not talking about church hurt. It, the conversation really diverted from, <laughs> from church hurt. As it does with yeah, Lisa Duvall. It does sometimes, but just for a bit, the conversation on church hurt was very good. But this moment, she was talking about a memory of you guys, you and Pastor Todd and James and Lisa, you guys were out scuba diving. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this was absolutely hilarious. Let's go ahead and have a listen to this moment. Lisa and her husband James and Todd and I have been on many vacations together. Mm -hmm. And I remember there was this one vacation we went on and Todd booked our excursion online. And he was very excited about us all going scuba diving together. Do you remember? And so he got this super deal and he said, hey, this is amazing. I said, but where do we change into our wetsuits? He's like, look at this. There's a private room that you go into and you can Mm -hmm. change. I'm like, wow, for the price you paid. I can't believe we have a private room, but I believed him. And so did Lisa. And so we get there. And there was no private room, it's and the wet small suits, thin curtain. It was there even a curtain? Like there was, but there it was, was gaping open. And it when was you're gaping stripping open. Down, this is not and a you're good. Stripping this, down, you're yeah, putting. Not, so we're <laughs> so we're on this boat. Everybody else in their cute bikinis. Lisa and I had, you know, we were just a little bit after we had babies, and so we are in <laughs> fifteen um, years in this later. dressing room, and we're like, we're we have the scuba wet scuba suits, and with each other, just mm-hmm. just getting it all. Uh, 
all taken care of. And once you've done that, Mm -hmm. it was just like a barrier we crossed. It was Mm -hmm. like, it was a new level of like closeness and intimacy. Yes, yes. yes. And you're so kind not to say what really happened to me, which is one of the seams in my my (laughs) wetsuit was out. And so I looked like a can of busted biscuits. (laughs) Just, it was not cute. It was not well, cute. It was like, it, it was, was, as I was if sharp every bait. inch of sharp. our bodies was trying to come out one <laughs> little hole. And so, mine, anyway, mine had the opportunity. Yeah. That was awkward. But yeah, they, yeah we, but we survived. We grew through and it. We're, wow. We believe in ourselves and the way God made us. Yes. I love it. Church wow. hurt and busted biscuits. <laughs> that should have been the title of that episode. We sure missed did. it. We missed it. But it really was a great episode. It was. And um and but just bringing some lighthearted fun to it as Lisa always does. So she is always one of my favorites to have on the podcast because we have so much history and you know years of friendship together. But I, she's one of my favorites and yeah. I was just going to say I I can't unsee it. I, I can't unsee. For all the visual people out there, For, we're sorry. Yes. Yeah. I'll need I'll need freedom after that one. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it was so fun. But Lisa is always one of my favorites. But another one of my favorites who's a dear friend is Irene Rollins. And a, another one whose testimony just never gets old, I think, because the testimony continues to grow and increase. And, you know, she and her husband, Jimmy, came on the podcast in season six, episode 11, where they talked about how everything is connected in our spiritual, emotional, and physical health. And one of the most inspirational moments of the year was when Irene just dropped some wisdom bombs on the podcast. So let's roll that clip and listen together so interesting because Mm -hmm. how the whole mind and the heart Mm -hmm. and the physical body it's all connected right right? Mm -hmm. and you know makes me think of the the just our nervous systems Mm -hmm. because we were so busy right Mm -hmm. we were like it was a sin how Mm -hmm. busy we were we just too many things on the Mm -hmm. calendar it too much responsibility we were it was out of control so when you think about our even our emotions um, all of it's connected to our nervous system. So our nervous systems were going crazy. Yep. <laughs> I read this book called Rushing Women's Syndrome. Like, mm-hmm. it's we right. don't realize mm-hmm. that. Can you read that again, though? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't realize how much my rushing, yeah. how much mm-hmm. my, 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 it was affecting my physical health. So my nervous system was spazzing out. Hence, my mm-hmm. reaching for something without even realizing it right. to calm my nervous mm-hmm. system, which was alcohol, which became an addiction mm-hmm. because I used it too much, medicated it with it too much to calm my nervous mm-hmm. system. Right. Mm-hmm. So just not realizing that connection right. w- was part of our dark season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I thank God for that dark season because mm-hmm. in even in the dark season, it's funny, I was helping someone last night whose um, spouse is... Uh, struggling with an addiction and I rem- I was telling her that I remember the shame and how just how awful it felt in the dark when I entered rehab thinking about I can't believe this is happening to me mm. but the moment they detoxed me from this alcohol that wow. was altering my brain chemistry and making me depressed I started to hear God's voice loud and clear wow. just opening my word and he you know, Psalm 27, you you know, that I was going to enjoy and live life to the full Mm -hmm. in in the land of the living, experience joy. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's possible. And it's like God's word became so Mm -hmm. loud Mm -hmm. to me in that season. So it's like the spiritual started to get well. Yeah. Yeah. 
Do, mm-hmm. do you see what I'm yeah. saying? It's like physical Absolutely. started to calm down, mm-hmm. detox. Mm-hmm. It's all connected. I love that because Irene's story can sometimes sound extreme because she was an alcoholic that was blacking out and missing out on life. And yet all of us have something that we need to detox from, right? So she she brings the 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 correlation between detoxing from something that's unhealthy like alcohol to actually many of us detox from the busyness of life, the the rushing around because God can't speak to us. Mm-hmm. We can't be rushed and hear from God all at the same time. Busyness and silence and solitude can't inhabit the same space. And that's where the Holy Spirit speaks to us the most. Yeah, she talked about rushing women's syndrome. And I just wonder if anybody here listening anybody here? is suffering. Is that a thing? Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I but think so. it is. I, I think can, it is. I, I can identify. Yes, I can too. So that's uh, probably, Especially this season. I, I mean, know, let right? Let this not be us. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's, Take a minute. Take a minute. Take a minute. Get a cup of coffee. And detox in front of the Christmas tree. Come on. And listen to another episode of the podcast. <laughs> That's a word for someone here. It's a word. It's All a right. Word. Well, since we've been talking about mental health, this would be a great one to go ahead and listen to. We had the licensed therapist, Deb Faleda, come to the podcast and teach us about how to turn the page on depression and anxiety. And she seriously brought the most eye-opening moment yeah. of 2023. I love her wisdom of God's word, but also her her genuine understanding of mental health. And so let's listen to her episode from season five, episode eight. I remember just recently having a conversation with a pastor and I was in the thick of postpartum depression. Wow. It's kind of just coming out of it, right. you know, and he didn't know that. And we were having a conversation about depression. And I remember him saying, true believers don't suffer from depression. Oh, wow. If you have the Holy Spirit in you, you shouldn't suffer mm. with depression. And I'm thinking, dude, I'm in the middle of <laughs> the suffering right now. And I'm a true believer. Yeah. I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the 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 thorn in my flesh right now. Mm-hmm. This is the, the weight that I am carrying in this wow. season. Mm-hmm. My character isn't off, but my chemistry is. And I think sometimes we think of it as a character issue mm-hmm. rather than a chemistry issue. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes... It is a character thing. Sometimes True. we're depressed mm-hmm. because of things in our life that mm-hmm. God wants to purge from our life. But there are also times when it's truly our chemicals mm-hmm. and things going on. And sometimes those chemicals are actually affected by stress. Right. High levels of stress mm-hmm. increase cortisol. Cortisol is the stress hormone. When cortisol is increased in our body, it hijacks our serotonin and dopamine, which mm-hmm. are the chemicals in our body that help us feel good. So when I have all of this stress, it can actually chemically mm-hmm. begin to impact how I feel. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important for people to understand that it's not a reflection of your faith. Right. It's not a reflection of your strength. Sometimes it is a reflection of things that need to be adjusted, mm-hmm. whether it's hormones, whether it's schedule, whether it's what you say yes to, whether it's boundaries, whether it's relationships that need to be adjusted. But it's not a reflection mm-hmm. of your faith, your love for the Lord. I really think that that episode set some people free. I mean, it was so profound. And to hear, you know, Deb's just her command of scripture and her command of understanding mental health and how those two things, you know, can really come together. If you look at so many scriptures in the Psalms, I mean, there were some depressed people, right, crying out to God. And 
I love how she just really set some people free and how we can actually find freedom and find God's presence even in the darkest time. We don't have to live under the guilt that you are not spiritual because you are walking through anxiety and depression. So this is definitely one that if you did not listen to this episode, I would highly encourage you before you hit the new year that you listen to this one. Also in this last season, I loved having a couple of my mentors on the podcast, Lance Witt, and this time it was really exciting to have his wife, Connie, on the podcast with him. And they were talking about how investing in people as mentors doesn't have to be complicated. But what I want you to hear is that Lance and Connie are complete opposites, and you never know what's going to happen when Connie shows up. And so many times on the podcast, there are some behind-the-scenes shenanigan moments that happen that don't ever make the podcast. So we have our never-before-seen-or-heard moment from season six that we want to share with you. And actually, it is so never-before-seen-or-heard that I haven't seen or heard this moment until it was actually recorded. So I'm not even exactly sure what's going to happen here, but let's take a listen together. did this last time for you. Group. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Group. 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 Guardians. Love Guardians. Guardians. Of the galaxy. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. No, I, I thought I was saying. I mean, it's Groot. I know, you know? Groot is. I was saying Group, though. I know. So I didn't know. I but now a, that you said Groot, so every time I go into the Groot Center, I think of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. So, well, and you should. I should. I know. So I am not Groot. <laughs> <laughs> so she was talking about the, the, the publishing company that published her book was Group, but she thought I said Groot. And so it just started this whole random conversation about wow. Guardians of the Galaxy. Not sure how we got there. But again, you never know with Connie, but they both dropped some amazing wisdom in that in that episode. Yeah, there was actually a productive conversation that happened. <laughs> if you go back and actually want to listen to yes. what really happened in that episode. Wow, that was incredible. I'm I didn't so, know. If, like, I'm so glad that moment didn't first, make the cut. It did not make the cut. I wasn't sure if someone was belching or what was <laughs> happening here, but that's wow. happened too. But Anyway, we, we wow. usually cut those things out. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. That was hilarious. Okay. Well, we all love Christine Kane. She is a friend of the house. I know she's a close friend of you, Pastor Julie, but I especially loved your conversations with Christine about running with people who fuel your faith. And so we're going to go ahead and listen to this mic drop moment. Okay. This is a mic drop moment from season seven, episode five. I think God has made it that it's the only way we're going to get there uh, because he created us for community. Yeah. I mean, he himself is a triune God in mm-hmm. community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And right. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. th- there it is right there. There's, yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. in the very nature of who God is and, how, and we're created in his image. Mm-hmm. So I think in that way, com- I wouldn't be here where I am today if mm-hmm. it wasn't for uh, making choices about who – I'm going to like run in life with. And that means mm-hmm. at times making really painful choices wow. about who I have to stop running with. Mm-hmm. And that I, even this last season, I think there's probably not one girl listening to this podcast that we haven't all had to make some really hard decisions. And it's painful. Mm-hmm. And I'm older now. I'm 57. So I, I wasn't thinking that I would have to make some really dramatic decisions mm-hmm. at this point. I thought, you know, you right. pretty much think, oh, man, I've got my ride or dies. 
unless your ride or dies decide that they're not riding or dying towards Jesus anymore. So there, there you go. Mm-hmm. I go, well, I never thought we'd be getting out of the car at this point, right. you know. So, And I've just had a couple of those deeply painful. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't, I was a bit blindsided. I wasn't thinking that was going to happen at this stage. But we, you know, I think you've got to run with those that are running towards Jesus. That's mm-hmm. the priority, however hard it is. We have a lot in our culture that talks about find your tribe, do life with people. But you've got to be careful that you're not doing mm-hmm. life to the detriment of your purpose right. with people. Mm-hmm. So there's two sides to that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying any of this is easy because we love people, but we don't run wholeheartedly with everyone in the direction right. everyone's going. Right, right. I loved this conversation because it truly was such a helpful reminder about like who we're running with yeah. will take us places we either really want to go or we definitely don't. And I mean, she just shared so much powerful mm. truth in this yeah. episode. This was such an awesome episode. Again, I think we keep saying this, but honestly, you guys need to block out some time and listen to some podcasts between Christmas and New Year's. So yeah. You can, you can get all of the amazing wisdom that just came from Christine and so many others. All right. Well, we listened in on a clip from Lisa Harper, who was the speaker for this year's amazing conference that we had together. We gathered the girls all across Christ Fellowship Church, and we had just a beautiful time together. Um, but Pastor Julie, you shared a message at Amazing that really, I would say, is was a marker moment for the sisterhood. Um, of 2023. And I want us to just go back and listen to this incredible word that you imparted over our girls. This is really the marker for our sisterhood of 2023. Let's listen to this one. When I think about the King Charles, when he received this crown that was placed on his head, not this one, but the one he got, the crown that was placed on his head, that there was, there was nothing that he did to deserve it. He could not earn it. He could not buy it. The only reason he got that crown was because of who his parents were. It was because he was in line for it. And some of you need to know that you are in line for a crown. You are in line. This has nothing to do with your merit. It's all about your identity. You are an heir. And what you have inherited with this crown, you have inherited some territory. See, a kingdom, A king and a crown comes with territory. And I believe that some of you tonight, you feel like you've been losing ground. But God wants to tell you tonight that he wants you to step in. He's calling you into new territory of confidence, of influence, like you have never experienced before because it is yours because you wear this crown. In ancient days, the crown actually symbolized victory. The person who wore the crown, they they had been through some battles and, and they had won. And so this this crown represented victory. And what I want you to hear tonight is that some of you, you need to get your fight back. It's time to start fighting for what's yours, what he has placed on you. And I I love, I love this this crown that he's given us, but it's not just any crown. It says that, that he crowns us with glory and honor. And I that word glory just feels like such a, a mystical word. But when I looked it up in the, in the Hebrew, in the original Hebrew, it said that the word glory comes from the word kavad. He crowns you with his kavad. This means that he crowns you with highest worth, extreme value that results in praise. It is actually the presence of God made visible. This is you. 
One commentary said that his glory is actually the fullness of his goodness. I want you to know that is who you are. And it doesn't matter, you may, you may be thinking, no, that is not me. It doesn't matter what, what someone has said about you, what someone might have done to you. This is who you are. He says that you are his masterpiece. You are crowned with his glory. And with this, with this crown, there is, there is great territory and victory, but there is also privilege. There are places that the king can go that other people can't go. There, there are some things that the king can do that other people can't do. And with this crown, there is a privilege that you have, that, that you have access to the king of kings himself, that you have access to every good gift that he came to give. You have access to his power. You are not limited to your own strength. You have access to the supernatural strength and gifts of God himself. I love that we made this moment from Amazing into a podcast episode for every girl to listen to because this truly is more than just a word for our house, the sisterhood of our house, but for every girl that that the king has given his daughters access. And this was this was a moment for so many girls of our house. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to Pastor Julie's whole message, you need to go back and you need to listen because this really was a word from God for all of us. I, I love that there were so many of our little sisters yeah. in the house. You know, we brought in our our elementary age girls to to really hear that message that God has crowned them with his goodness and his favor. And with the crown, you know, comes comes privilege and comes responsibility. And you know, as I was thinking about closing out this season of the podcast and thinking about the year ahead. 2024, I just want to declare a scripture over all of you that are listening in Psalm 65, 11, where it says that he crowns the year with his goodness and that even the hard pathways would overflow with abundance. So as we enter into 2024, that's my prayer for you, is that your year, that your family, that that your friendships, that your relationships would be crowned with God's goodness and his favor. And even some of the hard things that you've had to walk through in 2023, that in this next year, that you will experience an overflow of community, that you would experience his goodness, that you would see God move in ways maybe that you've never seen him before. And so thank you for listening to the podcast all year long, and especially as we end this year together. I just want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and we can't wait to see you next season on the So Good Sisterhood Podcast. Thank you for joining us today for the So Good Sisterhood podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, share this podcast with a friend, or leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good. 